0: home for breaking news on your favorite team this is inside sports
1: with reed wilkins on 630 chad three minutes into the second period no one has scored between the flames and the blues Seattle going after their seventh win in a row. 2-0 lead on the Boston Bruins with 11-20 left in the third. Also in the third, Red Wings up 2-1 against Toronto. Lightning lead the Canucks 4-2. Jets and Sabres are 2-2. Second period, Islanders leading the Wild 1-0. Still in the first 1-1 Avalanche. And Blackhawks, Senators and Coyotes just getting underway. End of the second period, Montreal up 3-2 on the Predators. In the third, Dallas leads the Rangers 1-0. Hurricanes lead the Blue Jackets 3-1. Basketball tonight, halfway through the third quarter. Raptors 77, Hornets 68. Oilers on this very station tomorrow. It's a late start, so I'll do inside sports from 6-7. to the face-off show will commence at seven. The game at eight thirty with Mooner and Stoffer, all on six thirty. Chet, I am pleased to welcome back to Inside Sports. He's from the Sharks Audio Network. It is Drew Ramenda checking in tonight. My goodness, Drew, how are you doing?
2: I'm good, Reed. How are you?
1: Well, I'm I'm in a very good mood to have you on the show. First of all, this doesn't happen often Thanks, enough. I
2: appreciate that. Uh, just had <laughs> no, that's your choice. That's not mine. That's your choice. You know, I'm I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty famous guy uh, around these parts, so you can easily get hold me. You're my number.
1: I well, I'll try to bug you a little more often. <laughs> it's always fun when we chat. <laughs> I, and I just had I just had Mike Murphy on the show, who just retired. Yeah. Uh man, oh man, I got to try to bug him again. I like I love hearing that behind the scenes because because I, I feel Drew. And I'll, I'll just quickly summarize something I said earlier, and, and I'll get your take on it. You may disagree with me. I often think the NHL were a little more detailed in some of their explanations because sometimes there's a, a coach's challenge, and you kind of, as a media guy or a fan, you watch it and say, okay, I think it's this, and then the NHL puts out a statement, and it says, Toronto challenged for goalie interference against Montreal. After video review, it was determined there was goalie. Like explain the like explain right. the call. Right, I don't know. What do you think?
2: Well, I think you're right. Um, and what what that does when you have a, a league give you the full explanation and not be not be um. Um, opaque about it and make sure that they're giving you the absolute 100% this is the reason we called it this way here's the video to show you it's it's hard for any any fan to look at that league as being def, dis, deceitful because and, and, there are times when we all think well the NHL does this the NHL hates my team the NHL' is doing this to my team and we all go through that thinking some fan bases more than others but it's always that the nhl's got something against my team well when you fully explain what's going on and you show the reasons why without a doubt that should that should clear things up for the fans and that should make make that some of that the leagues against me kind of attitude go away but it's also it shows that the league is um doing everything they can to inform the fans the one thing that I would like the league to do more of is when when a team comes to New York, then bring those of the broadcasters in with the referees and with with whoever you want that's in the situation room and say, okay, this is the kind of stuff we've seen from your team. Uh, as broadcasters is the kind of things you're getting wrong is kind of things when you're getting right, you sit for an hour and a half with some members that can help you clear things up. That way as broadcasters, we can give um, explanations to the fans that should be accurate according to what the league is calling and, and why rules are rules certain way. And I think that would be benefit us a big time um, for broadcasters a better broadcast because we are right on the rules and for the fans, more informative.
1: Yeah. Well, and just talking to Mike for a little less than half an hour, even some of the things he told me about the process and things they look at, kind of made me think oh okay I didn't realize that was exactly what they would look for or prioritize things so yeah you're I, yeah. I think you make a great I, suggestion like have have yeah have a day or show us an example or or, or yeah. video, like there's
2: the, send us there's,
1: send us video of them talking send us
2: about send us something during the, exactly yeah send us something send us something you know on a zoom or, or whatever we want to make it so be clear with us so we can be clear with the fans
1: yeah that's a that's a great way to put it drew Amanda joining us tonight Okay, we're getting ready for the Oilers and the Sharks. The first text message I got to the show today uh, was somebody who wanted to trade for Eric Carlson, an Oilers fan. Uh, yeah. Okay. Is yeah. he is he gonna is he gonna finish the year? Sorry, go ahead.
2: So do you want to take all his salary?
1: Well, that's what I said. Could be a bit of an obstacle.
2: <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. So is it, the big question is, uh, is he going to finish the season, right, with yeah. the San Jose Sharks, or is he going to go somewhere? Um, well, the bottom line is, you know, to, to make it quick and short, is that Eric's got final say because he's got a no-move deal, no move. So whatever has whatever happens, we have to go with Eric's blessing. So last year I came back to the Sharks and did about 50 games. And this year I've been, you know, back full-time and been around the team in both TV and, and radio. And... The change in Eric Carlson, not as a player on the ice, but as a person and as a leader has been 180 degrees from what I saw last year. Now, I think you have to do a couple of things. Like Eric Carlson said last night on the TNT program um, that we get down here in the States when the Sharks were, were playing L.A. was that off the ice, things are really good now in his life. And that is a few things. He had some personal issues, as we know. He had injuries, as we know. We, we didn't also didn't have a guy who wasn't. He didn't seem to enjoy playing the game anymore. Now you watch him, you can tell he enjoys playing the game. He's off the ice, very happy. Um, he's very healthy. The other thing was David Quinn. David Quinn comes in here, the new head coach of the San Jose Sharks, so the first year as head coach of the San Jose Sharks. Um, And one of the guys he reached out to, if not the first guy, he was one of the first guys, which was Eric Carlson, saying, Eric, listen, you're my guy. You're my top guy here. You are the top-paid player and one of the top-paid players in the league. You're the top-paid guy in the San Jose Sharks. I'm going to use you as my top-paid guy. But I need something from you, which is you need to be that guy all the time. When you're around the team, you need to be not only on the ice, but off the ice as well. You need to be my top guy. You need to be a leader on this team. I need leaders, and you've got to be that guy. He's the man now. And the one thing about Eric Carlson that some people forget and not that there was any animosity between the two is that Brent Burns is no longer here. Mm -hmm. Brent Burns is a overpowering personality. Quirky, funny, great to be around. Everybody loved Brent Burns. Eric Carlson played second to that. Now Eric's the man because... Brent Burns um, was traded to Carolina. That's made a difference in his attitude as well. Now that goes to, that's a long story about why is Eric playing so well? doesn't answer your question of will he, will he finish the season? I don't know. It will be totally up to Eric, but also um, for Mike Greer, how, how do you trade your guy that's made such a, a big move right here? Now there's some lots of contract things. Reed. I'm sorry, I'm going on so long. No, but, this is good. But there's also Timo. Timo Meyer is when he next when the season the next season rolls around, he's got to get qualified, and that qualifying number is going to be 10 million dollars. It has to be. That's the way his contract is structured. Uh, and Timo's going to score another 30 goals this year, easy. So Mike's got some tough decisions to make. And one thing, Hasso Plattner, the owner of the, of the San Jose Sharks, has said repeatedly and wants to send a message to the fans repeatedly is this isn't a rebuild now you can argue that point all you want but the line is and the the attitude is from ownership that this isn't a rebuild so from the ownership point of view how do you how do you trade eric carlson and then tell the fans no no we're not rebuilding
1: well that's yeah that's a great point but but you're right are, are you trading for the entire salary and let's face it i i hart levine from puck yeah. was on with bob yesterday i think he said about two-thirds of the teams are in ltir or at the cap right so,
2: right. so, it's gonna yeah, so who's who's going to take him? who's going to take them that's the other thing who's who can afford to take him? because the sharks if you're eric carlson you're you're not taking back much salary if any you're not going to probably take back a player an, a, a roster player who's playing in regular 82 games in the National Hockey League. You, you may be taking back some draft choices. That's probably what you would look for. It would be first-rounders you'd be demanding. So who's, which team out there can use Eric Carlson? Well, lots of teams can use Eric Carlson. But what teams can afford to pay Eric Carlson um, wow. according to the cap?
1: Drew, uh, I'll get. Uh, I, I know you still follow the Oilers. I don't. Uh, I mean, I know there's some conflicts and time changes. So I don't know if you're able to watch every game. But I, I know, you know, Jay Jay Woodcroft. You have a lot of faith in his abilities. We talked about that on the on the show last year. Uh, Brownie and I talk a lot about they don't have quite enough beef on the back end. Uh, they certainly score enough, even with not a lot of depth scoring. They still score enough most nights. They can't keep the puck out of their out of their own net. That's Kind of a priority for me is somebody who could stop a cycle or be a little mean on the back end mm-hmm. uh, but you're seeing it from a little further away um what's going on with this team and that they're you know again good but not great or maybe a little underwhelming to this point
2: yeah first off I watch the others all the time and read I even tune in after the game is over and I tune in to 630 30 to listen to you and Rob because you know how much I respect you and rob and I read I'm not just saying, oh, thank you you know I much I I think Rob is an outstanding analyst of the game. Um, he was a great player, and he's a fantastic analyst. And you do a great job in in setting things up and breaking down the game as well. So I, I, I do listen to you guys. Um, I don't listen to the entire freaking program because I got to get some sleep. But anyway, <laughs> um, when when you when I do listen to you guys. When Jay Woodcroft got the job last year, what was the first thing he talked about? He talked about knocking down the domino. Of five on five play away from the puck. And this game, if, if people haven't figured it out yet, they'll get to it, which is this game is all about checking. If you watch the top teams in the league, if you watch the Tampa Bay Lightning, you watch the, and still the Colorado Avalanche, if you watch the Boston Bruins, um, you watch the Seattle Kraken. Seattle's really good offensively, but man, they check they they go after the player with, without the puck. With the puck, I mean. They track it's, it's all about tracking back. It's all about reloading, the new word for teams. It's all about um, making sure you got five men in every zone, contesting all your lines. Now, that was what Jay said he wanted last year from the team. And when he took over, that's exactly what happened. But it's hard sometimes as a coach to... Break those bad habits that the teams would have before they even got there. You get that one little um, initial bounce. Sometimes even with coaches who don't have very good teams, you get you you get that dead cat bounce, as they say in politics, that after a after a debate or after a convention, all of a sudden the guys your your candidate's numbers go up. Well, that's what happened last year. Now Jay's got to keep reminding him. Coaching is all about repetition, 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 repetition. Keep working on the same things. The problem is, is that it's tough to coach consistency. And I don't know how you do it. In fact, when I talk to Jay tomorrow, I'm going to ask him, how do you coach consistency? But you have to keep repeating the same things over and over again. You don't get a lot of practice time anymore in the, in the NHL, so you have to reinforce through video. And when you look at the way that the Oilers have been playing – they do get loose in their zone. They do make some interesting choices in their zone. I don't think they cheat offensively, but what happens with them is they turn the puck over. Now, you're going to have turnovers in a game? Sure you are, because it happens to the game. But more than turnovers, it's giveaways. You know, they give the puck away at the wrong time in the offensive zone. I think they can be better along the boards. I think you and Rob are right when you talk about um, being being harder in their own zone. And by the way, nobody said you had to play defense in your own zone. You can play it in the neutral neutral zone. You can play it in the offensive zone. You can get heavy on the forecheck. You can be ferocious away from the puck. A lot of the times the Oilers' offense – comes from that great ability of Connor mcdavid and leon and those high-end offensive players like hyman i mean they're they're a good hockey team they can be better if they would concentrate and be more tenacious and resilient without the puck
1: i really like what did you say they make interesting choices in the defensive zone
2: Yeah, that's a interesting. Way to choices put it. Yeah. in the in the defensive zone. I, I think that's the best best diplomatic way to put it. I, I, <laughs> but, you I, know, so sort of, any team that's struggling to keep the puck out, they they they're making interesting choices with the puck. Uh,
1: give me thirty seconds on Matt Benning, uh, local kid. How's he been playing for the Sharks? And
2: terrific at least. Points are fantastic, but you know how much I love Matt Benning when he was with the Oilers. It was, it's awesome to have Matt there. Matt is a, a terrific young man. Plays gives you everything he's got, and sometimes we'll make interesting choices with the puck, but more than anything, he gives you everything he has. David Quinn loves him, and he's had a really good year offensively. Neat moment the other day against the Ducks when Ryan Strom scored, and then he and Matt Benning actually happened to be lined up against each other because it was four-on-four, four, I think, and you could see those two have a nice little conversation. Uh, two former Oilers who still uh, respect and play, uh, play each other very hard but still have a lot of, of connection. It was pretty cool.
1: Drew, it's pretty cool to have you on the program. Thanks for making time for me. Have a great broadcast tomorrow. Uh, you'll probably be running into a lot of uh, the Edmonton guys if you didn't already see no. them today, man.
2: I'm I'm avoiding no way. I'm avoiding those Those. You're, <laughs> you're the only guy I want to talk to from breakfast. I'm avoiding those divas. Oh, how kind so of you. Those have you have that's awesome. High-end, high-price talent. <laughs> Thanks, Drew. <laughs> Hey, okay, buddy, good talking to you, man.
1: That is Drew Remenda from the Sharks Audio Network. Always fun to have him on the program. Good perspective there on uh, on the Sharks, on Eric Carlson, and, and his take on the Oilers, what he has seen so far this season. We'll catch up with some of your thoughts, Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. 63 Also, Jake Serezna from the Elks, hungry to sack more quarterbacks.
0: Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com.
1: Well, Seattle's going to do it. Is it, uh, is it over, Kellen? Uh, we're in the last minute uh, Well, now it's over nope. so it's Seattle officially wins. done that's it free nothing seven in a row Seattle over Boston three nothing first regulation loss at home this season for the Boston Bruins Kraken just on an incredible run here six and a half minutes left in the second period in St. Mm-hmm. Louis no score Blues and Flames uh, okay let's catch up a little bit here Kellen what do we have
0: yeah 27 save shutout by the way for Martin Jones in tonight's game for the Kraken as well and we'll go to uh, Corey who texts in and says hey Reed. Since you're absolutely loving these trade suggestions, would you trade me your specialty hot dog and delicious warm French fries for my beautiful, big, delicious, juicy cheeseburger with all the fixings? Thanks. Let me know from Corey. And uh, you know what? Uh, If you don't go for that trade, I will because I I am hungry. I, I
1: keep my hot dog with the fries. I have not, not had not supper not yet. I'm a big so. cheeseburger fan. I bore just like a burger with other topics. That's a hell of a trade suggestion, though. That's worth <laughs> a canned ham for sure.
0: Oh all of the canned hams. Heck, I'd pull the trigger on out right now. What's <laughs> <laughs> what's what's holding it back? All right. And then Greaser texts in and says, Mike's cool. Nice interview. Thanks from Greaser.
1: All right well appreciate it because well, greaser our uh he's our intercontinental slot yeah he's
0: our he's our mid-card uh road, road mechanic Hammers, champ yes Roadhammer's exactly. the
1: heavyweight champ yeah and i believe greaser is our intercontinental champ mm-hmm. all right we'll, th- we'll try to get to some more messages a little bit later on because i think a few came in while i was talking to mike oh we got that, some that yes was, that, definitely. Was a, that was a fun interview jake ceresda one of the bright spots for the elks in 2022 he's back for two more years On the defensive line, he's coming up inside sports on 630. Check.